Welcome to the Empowered Movement Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Emily Rausch. Good morning, everyone. It is December 31st today, so happy New Year's Eve to all of you. I hope you have a wonderful end of the year and um, celebrate safely and do all the things that we're supposed to be doing with this unique, interesting year and that 2021 brings us some different things than 2020 did. Uh, Today's topic is going to be about returning to running or starting running, depending upon where you are in your journey. One of my goals for 2021 is to increase my cardiovascular health and endurance. I've been noticing that um, while dancing, actually, that I'm like running out of breath earlier in the combos which is not good. I don't want to be the one that's like huffing and puffing trying to make it through a dance routine. And I enjoy running. I really think it's a lot of fun. Um, I've had quite a few injuries related to running in the past. I like to frequently say that I like running, but my body does not like running. And so I'm going to try to go about it a slightly different way this time. Um, I feel like I've been on like a yo-yo, um, diet, but not diet with running where I'll like get into running for a period of time and then I'll get hurt or like get discouraged and then stop for a while, start again, repeat the cycle. And I'm trying to break that cycle. I'm trying to just have running be part of my life that is enjoyable and fun and really think that there's nothing like the sport of running, just you and your own two feet and your thoughts maybe some music and you can go for for miles for hours if you want to and i think that's really powerful like just relying on your body to get you places so would like to get back into it and i realize that maybe i'm not the only one that has a goal to start running this year um it's still kind of a interesting situation with gyms and so i'll be intrigued to see how many people Um, do gym memberships with the new year versus how many people decide that they're going to take up the kind of outdoor, maybe solo activities. So here is my plan of attack for returning to running in the the new year. I'm actually going to start tomorrow, January 1st, um, with my very first run of the year, January 1. I think the easiest way to start this would be to make sure that you have your equipment locked down. And the fun part about running is that it doesn't take a lot of equipment compared to some other sports. You'll need some shoes, some clothes, and then depending upon how you feel and your budget, maybe a watch so that you can track like your heart rate and how far you've ran. But I feel like that's kind of optional. You could just go without it if you don't want it. Let's talk about shoes. Running shoes, I feel like is one of the most honestly like overcomplicated things when it comes to sporting equipment. Like if you go into a running store, it can be overwhelming looking at all the different types of shoes, the different colors, the different styles. Are they neutral? Are they for people that pronate? Are they people for like this, like supination, which is like the opposite of pronation? Um, How much cushion do they have? How much drop does it have? Yeah, it can be, it can just be a lot. Um, And so my own like personal two cents about it is that unless you're planning on running a lot, 
and a lot being like 50 plus miles a week. Um, or you're like a professional athlete that you don't need to stress about your shoes as much as you might think. So what I am currently running in is the Brooks Revel. They're a neutral shoe. They have like a moderate amount of cushion. I had to look this up this morning. They have a 12 millimeter drop, which is the difference between where your heel sits and the front of your foot, like the ball of your foot. There's 12 millimeters, um, like a decline in between those. They're like a hundred bucks, not super cheap, not super expensive, but they get the job done. I've owned them for a while now because I bought them earlier in the year when I thought I was going to be more consistent with my running, um, but just haven't yet. They're a good shoe. Um, I wear them just walking around on my like daily walks as well as going on some like milder hikes where I don't really need the traction. My feet aren't ever sore. My body isn't sore after. And so I think they're a pretty good shoe, which would be my recommendation for you if you're going to look for running shoes is to find something that's honestly just like kind of in the middle to start like you don't need anything that's like super fancy you don't need anything that's like super cheap um obviously go with what your budget allows you to purchase but nice neutral shoe like mid cushion should be okay for most people um beyond your shoes obviously you're going to need some clothes to wear and depending upon your individual body anatomy, you may need more clothes than another person. Um, in the lovely city of Boise, Idaho, it is snowing currently. I'm looking out my window and it's like starting to drizzle snow. So I'm going to need more layers, more like wintry clothes. I don't know how many degrees out it is. I'm going to guess like right around freezing. Um, and I have a tendency to run cold. So I will need to make sure that I have um, like hat, gloves, some layers on the top and bottom and then some like thicker socks. And hopefully I don't freeze my little booty off when we're out running tomorrow. Another side note that I'm going to add in for our people that wear sports bras, make sure that you get fitted for a sports bra properly, just like your regular bra. Sports bras have sizes that go along with it. So you can't just walk in and say like, oh, I don't know what size I am. I'm just going to grab a medium. Having support for your chest is important and it will make running a lot more enjoyable if you're not in pain from your chest bouncing around everywhere. So if you're not sure what size of either a regular bra or sports bra that you wear, uh, I made a post on my Instagram about how to measure and most likely you're wearing the wrong size. I feel like it's a significant percentage of people that are wearing the wrong size of bra. So go get that checked out. Help your back pain, help your um, demeanor, all of that good things that go along with feeling good and comfortable in your body. Um, optional equipment, a watch slash like heart rate monitor. I have a Garmin Forerunner. I think it's the 235. I've had it for a couple of years now. I like it. It's um, like, once again, like not the fanciest watch that's out there. Not the simplest watch that's out there. Um, it's kind of in the middle, which I am okay with. I am going to use 
it and I might wear the like heart rate strap that I have um, once I get into some longer distance runs, but I probably won't wear it for the first little bit because I'm not planning on going super far or super fast. Um, it is nice to know because it like um, calculates your pace and then your distance so you can set a goal of how fast you're going to be running your training runs and or how long you're going to be running and your watch will keep track of it for you. Which brings me to my training plan. I honestly don't remember the last time I went for a run, which means that I'm basically starting from like ground zero. I do walk a lot. I do do other activities, um, but running is unique in that you're going from like one foot to the other foot. You should have a flow phase in between where your feet, both feet are not on the ground. Um, and so different demands on your body and knowing that I've had issues with injuries in the past when it comes to running, I'm going to go about it slightly different than I have in the past because I don't want to get hurt. So tomorrow when I go for my run, it will be a 100% increase for me going from zero to even running one mile, which is my plan for tomorrow, is a 100% increase. So you have to go about your starting journey very, very slowly, which I think is where a lot of people go wrong when it comes to starting a sport is that they, or any sort of activity, is that they go from doing zero of it to doing it every day or even every other day. And that is a significant increase and it takes your body time to adapt to it and if you don't let your body adapt to it you get hurt (laughs) and nobody wants to get hurt like nobody wants to start the year injured so let's not do that so my plan for um the next honestly probably month is to go um do like a walk run kind of cycle and my run portions of the walk run are going to be very slow and it's going to hurt my ego to run a slow pace um, which is fine like part of it's fine like I know I'm going to have to do it but I also know that if I go to from like walking and having my running portion even if it's only going to be like a minute long be my like race pace or like even like a a normal pace when I was running regularly uh, it's still going to be too fast for where I'm at right now so I will be going very very slow meaning probably like 12-ish plus minute pace for the minute. And I'm just going to go back and forth. I'm going to walk for two minutes, slow run for like a minute, and um, do that for a total distance of a mile, which I'm going to imagine it's going to take me pretty close to like a half an hour to do the whole thing. So I'm not in any rush. I'm not trying to go out there and run really quick to get it off my list to do for the day. Um, so yeah, if you're starting, I think start slower and then go even slower than what you're thinking. This is something to think of like a marathon, um, especially if you don't want to get hurt. Like, I guess if you don't care if you get injured, like go faster, but I don't want to get hurt. So we're going to go slower. Uh, a book that I have read that I think is really interesting. If you're into reading books about running is called 80-20 running. And to sum it up, it's basically saying that 80% of your run should be slow and your um, longer runs, like your everyday training runs, should be slower than 
you think, and then your 20% of your runs should be like hard and fast, and you should actually go hard and go fast. It seems like a lot of people kind of hang out in not quite like fast, fast, but not slow enough, but then their body doesn't get time to recover because you're in that, like you're pushing yourself too hard on a regular basis um, that your body can't recover, and then you don't have enough like oomph left in the tank to have your speed runs actually be speedy. So, um, recovery is another portion of my checklist to make sure that I'm setting myself up for long-term success when it comes to my running endeavor. So things that you can do to help yourself recover better from whatever activity that you're doing is make sure that you're eating enough food for your activity, activity level, make sure that you're getting, um, enough water, make sure that you are um, varying your movements. So just because I'm starting to run doesn't mean that running is going to be the only thing that I'm doing. I'm going to continue to dance and continue to weightlift, which will just help all of the things. Like all of the activities will help me be like a more robust human and a better athlete overall. Um, stress management is important. So um, adding running into my routine is going to be adding um, some slightly different stress to my body. So um, just being able to see if I'm managing that along with the like physical um, stress, but like also like mental and emotional stress, like trying to keep that under control and in a check and sleep. Oh, sleep. Sleep is, I was like, I'm forgetting one. Sleep. <laughs> sleep is the most important key to recovery. Could be something that's pretty challenging for a lot of people, myself included, but having a set bedtime, having a set wake up time, limiting um, screen use prior to bed, not being on your phone when you're trying to sleep, which is a jab at my own self because I like listen to or like watch videos when I'm trying to fall asleep. So trying to limit that um, a little bit more. And then that's kind of like a forever thing. It's not just a, oh, I'm starting to run. It's just like living a good life as a human is, are you recovering like day to day? And I'm going to guess that a lot of us aren't, especially with the craziness that's been going on. So if you could start um, tracking those a little bit better, chances are you feel better, which is great. Great, great. Another thing that I think is really important with any activity, but especially one that I'm going to start with running is making sure to do a warm up. And I'm laughing because a lot of times my warm up will be like, oh, I'll just like slow jog for a little while at the start of my run and call that my warm up. And while, like, yes, I guess technically it can turn into a warm up, like eventually your body will like kind of loosen up and your muscles will get blood flow and start feeling better. It's not the best way to warm up. Uh, so I will share my um, running warm up on Instagram so that if you are wondering what you should be doing, you can do it too. But it's a lot of um, like dynamic stretching dynamic warm-up so it'll be like some jumping jacks some like mobility things not static stretching that can happen after running um, but basically preparing your body for the exercise that you're going to be doing even if you're not going to be doing your exercise for a super long time so um it can seem like almost a little silly to be like oh I'm only going to run a mile today let me warm up to run a mile but we're thinking long-term, we're thinking reducing our 
risks of injury as much as we possibly can. And that means preparing our body for the activity that we are asking it to do. I'm really excited um, to get back into running and hopefully you'll find these tips to be helpful if you want to follow along with my return to running journey be sure to follow me on instagram at empowered movement cairo and movement is mvmt and i hope you have a wonderful new year and we'll check in in 2021 oh my goodness have a great day bye